Hey, and welcome back to another episode of A Blessing and Divorce. I am so grateful to be allowed into your headset and day today. My name is Elizabeth, and I am the host of this podcast and the owner and founder of The Separation Club, which is the club you never wanted to be part of, but the best club to be in if you're going through separation and divorce. I'm also a divorced mother of four adult sons, remarried, and a stepmom to three, so we will be talking about everything that goes with all of that here. If you are recently separated, thinking of separating, divorcing, or even beyond your divorce, but still feeling it, then this is the podcast for you. In today's episode, I will be talking about a very frequently brought up question in in around with my clients and my Facebook group, and that is, how did my ex just walk away so easily? How is it that they seem to be feeling nothing and they're totally okay and I'm sitting here devastated. How do I get over or stop loving someone? How did they stop loving me? These questions are all around the same thing and it keeps coming up and it's painful to feel that somebody has rejected you that easily and just walked off into their new happy life. So let's get into it. Join me for this episode of A Blessing and Divorce. All right, so let's get into this. How did your ex or soon-to-be ex just seem to stop loving you all of a sudden? And now, how do you stop loving them? How is it even possible that this person just walked away from you after all these years? Kids, maybe, you know, whatever. How did this person just walk away from you and seem to feel nothing for you anymore? Just stop loving you, like, from one day to the next. Love is one of those things that is like a basic need. You know, we all want it. We seek it. We want to be loved unconditionally. We want that big passion, romance, and we want to be valued and we want to feel like we belong and we want to be put above all others. But love is complicated and it's not nearly as unselfish as we would like to think. It's often really transactional and it can be really complicated. You know, who loves who more? Who shows it more? Who means it more? Who says it first? I'm going to get into all of that. But I want to start off with a bit of a truth bomb just to kind of introduce this conversation. How did your ex just stop loving me all of a sudden? This question is asked all the time in my Facebook group, by my clients, on the coaching calls, in the membership, in some way or another, in some version or another. You know, my ex just walked into the sunset and never looked back. They just fell in love with someone else like they had never you know, been in love with me. I could, in some version, this is the question. How could they stop loving me? Well, I just want to say it didn't happen all of a sudden. They didn't just wake up one day loving you like crazy, roll out of bed, go to work, meet a co-worker, suddenly realize they're in love with said co-worker and come home and go, I want a divorce and I don't love you anymore and now I'm going to be happy. It might feel like that. It might feel like that because that's the version you're given. You know, you didn't or weren't brought in to their feelings, their thoughts, their fears, their anxiety, their whatever that they were feeling before that. So it feels sudden. It feels out of nowhere. 
it feels like you've been blindsided. Like, where did this come from? How is this even possible? And why wasn't I given a chance to fight back, to fight for us, to, you know, why wouldn't this person or why won't this person give me a chance, us a chance, our family a chance to make this work? But they're done. They just walk on. And so the reality is that this person's actually been done for a really long time. You know, before I recorded this episode, I actually talked to my husband, so I'm remarried, and I asked I asked him because in fairness, a lot of my well, all of my clients are women, that's who I work with, and the majority of their exes are men. And though I certainly get that question from women who are splitting up with a female partner as well. But I asked him just because I have access to him. And I, you know, I, I posed the question exactly as I said in the beginning of the show. And he said immediately, he said, he didn't just stop loving her. He stopped loving her a long time ago. He just finally did something about it. And it wasn't, he didn't even have to think about it. And it's not because he did that, by the way, he was left. He was left by his ex-wife for someone else. So he's not speaking from personal experience, but he kind of just echoed what I knew. But I guess I wanted to confirm that someone who isn't in the coaching environment and who isn't someone who sits and thinks about this so much, you know, the way like I do, you know, what would be his response? And it was exactly like mine. You know, there's also a lot of women in my group who are the ones who left. And never do I hear them say, I just woke up one day and didn't love my partner anymore. What they usually say is that they feel really guilty about leaving. They feel really guilty because they've made their partner so sad because their partner thinks it's coming out of nowhere. Meanwhile, she feels that she has spent years expressing her unhappiness, asking for her needs to be met, feeling like she hasn't been valued, hasn't been appreciated, hasn't been loved the way she would like to be. And then finally, she got to this point where she just can't fake it anymore, can't do it anymore, can't find the feelings anymore, and she knows that she's done. And to the other person, that might seem like it just started that day, because that's the day they became aware of it. Please hear my message here, and know that your partner, if they seem to be completely done, and it feels like it came out of nowhere, it didn't. Like I said, love is complicated, and... What we all really want is that big, uncomplicated love story with our soulmate, which, by the way, happens to be a term I really don't subscribe to, but that's probably better for another episode. But like, what even is a soulmate, right? Let's focus more on unconditional love, because that's something I do here. And I know that that's something a lot of you want, and you might have thought you had it. So what is true unconditional love? I'll get into that in a minute or two, but first, let's start at the beginning of our story here together, which is in this case when the love ends. Separation, divorce, the end of a relationship that is important to us is devastating. And I know because I've been there. I remember asking myself this very question when I found out about his affair and that he was in love with her. How did he just stop loving me? Like, when exactly did that happen and why? And I wanted to know exactly when it happened. These were questions I asked and he never really answered because I don't think he could. I remember a few days after 
the big discovery, meaning I caught him texting her, I found the messages and declarations of love and he did not come clean with me. I found it. Anyway, I remember this snapshot from approximately a year earlier popping into my head like several days later. I had been walking through the kitchen on that day and he said, I love you. And I said, I love you back, you know, like you do, right? And then, but like he grabbed my arm as I walked by him and he said, no, really, I really, really love you. And in that moment, I truly believed him and, and I still do. I, I believe he meant it that day, like really meant it or wanted to mean it. He might've been feeling something really off. He'd been struggling with a lot of things, personal things, work things. So I think he, it was a moment where he felt that he had something really good with me. So he meant it. But six months after that moment, the affair started. The affair that lasted for 12 months and that eventually triggered the end of our marriage because I found out. I remember going to him and asking how he could go from that, that moment, to having an affair so quickly. Because to me, six months was really fast considering we'd been together for 20 years. And, you know, I, again, I was asking him what you ask. At what point did he stop loving me enough between that day in the kitchen and the day he started his affair? At what point did he stop loving me enough that he could fall in love with someone else? And why? And at this point, I'd like to refer to my previous episode on closure. These are some of the questions that I really never got a satisfactory answer to. And honestly, I don't think he really knew the answer to it either. There, you know, I could probably do a whole series of episodes on my speculation around why or how, and on any number of you, on him, whatever, why people do the things they do. But there were so many big feelings, let's just say that. And all of this factored into our end. You know, yes, he likely was infatuated with her at the time, and especially with how in love with him she was. In his messages, he didn't say that he loved her. And for the last 15 years, the only version, which is how long it's been, by the way, since we got divorced, for these last 15 years, the only version of this love story circulating out there is that he never loved anyone but her. And I know differently. I do know that he loved me once. But that really doesn't matter anymore. And he felt the need to change the story. And so he very much subscribed to the narrative that we're talking about today that when he walked out, or rather when I kicked him out that door, he was, when he was done, he was done. And now the claim was that he had never loved me. Did this hurt me? Um, in the beginning, maybe. It, it actually f made me angry more than anything because it felt so like, why do you even feel the need to say that? Like, how's that even, who's even going to believe that when you've spent 20 years with someone and you've raised four children together? Like, who's even going to believe that? Like, why does it even matter if you love me? Like, why do you need to say that you didn't? So it was, to me, there was just, it just opened another box of questions. But anyway, that was the end for us. And what I want to share with you is some of the things that I learned from this experience, from the things I'm saying to you, and also from the work that I do. First of all, your ex, your ex, who's walked out the door by choice or who seems to have stopped loving you to the point where maybe you're the one that's walking out the door. First of all, I don't believe that they have stopped loving you. They still care a great deal about you and likely still love you, but they might not be in love with you anymore. 
plus saying that they love you but still want to leave likely doesn't make any sense so they're not going to say that they don't want to give you hope they don't want to make you feel like there's something there to build on so they just say i don't love you anymore it's almost easier it's like that hard slice that cut to your heart that's going to they hope maybe is going to make you stop so that they're this can be cleaner and easier for them we all love a lot of people and things in our lives anything that we care about everyone close to us like our family spouses children cats dogs friends neighbors we also love favorite things like a chair or an old toy photo albums with pictures of happy moments and we love memories we love songs and movies and books which means we also love experiences that that make us feel a certain way experiences that's what i was trying to say there So love is many things and is felt in many different ways. So again, has your ex stopped loving you? No, probably not. But they may have stopped loving you in the way they need to, to want to spend the rest of their life with you. Or they may not even know what that means anymore. They may have come to a point in their life where none of this makes any sense. It could be because they don't love themselves because if you don't love yourself at all or even worse if you in any way loathe yourself hate yourself despise yourself then there's no way you can receive beautiful pure love from someone who thinks differently it just doesn't feel right and again i'm getting into the psychology or whatever of them and i can't do that i don't know who they are i'm just trying to help you understand that there's so many layers to this and for you to think and believe that this person who loved you for so many years, who had a family with you, who married you, whatever, you know, this person you have memories with and all these special moments, they didn't just stop loving you one day. They probably still do, but they're not going to tell you. Most likely when they're faced with these awful feelings that they have, maybe that they might have feelings for someone else or they might be feeling really awful about themselves. They might feel like failures. This might be a midlife crisis. And I definitely said to my ex, couldn't you just have like bought an expensive car like other guys do? But anyway, whole other story. You know, let's just say they don't love themselves, as I said. Then they're faced with feelings that feel really lousy and they want to feel better. And in the case of men, And I am generalizing, so for you men out there listening, um, but for a lot of men, because of how they were raised and because of how they've been socialized and because of the expectations around them, they don't feel that they can or that they even know how to explore these feelings. They just know they don't feel good anymore. They don't feel good when they're with you anymore. It could be because they feel lousy about themselves and you know about their failures. It could be anything but they don't feel good. That's the bottom line. They're not happy. And then they meet someone, for example, at work, who knows nothing about them, except maybe about their success at work. And so they look at them and think, oh, this is such a great guy or such a great woman. And now this admiration kind of relationship starts. And what they fall in love with is this person that this other person thinks they are. And it feels so good. It feels good to be admired and get attention and have someone looking for you when you come into the office that day who wants to spend time with you, a new person. It's exciting, it's exhilarating. 
And so they tell themselves that, oh, this is love. I don't love my partner anymore. This is who I love. This is what I want. This is how I want to feel. And of course, that's, you know, it's an understandable emotion. The key, of course, is to not ever get to that place or allow yourself to get close enough to someone that you experience those feelings. But again, that's another episode. So that doesn't mean that in that moment that those things happen, they just come home that day and go, okay, there you are, my wife, I don't love you anymore. It's not that simple. As much as I believe in taking words at face value, I think often the words, I don't love you anymore, come as a result of us pressing by continuously asking, but don't you love me anymore? I know that I stopped asking because I knew I was eventually going to get an answer I didn't like. And so I ask you, how many times did you ask, but don't you love me anymore? Before your partner actually said, no, I don't. In most cases, this is not how the whole thing starts. They usually start with things like, I still love you. It's not you. It's me. Blah, blah, blah. Right. But not that that feels good. Love, like I said, is so many things and it's felt in so many different ways. And because of the feelings they're having and because of not feeling happy with you, which is really with themselves, they feel guilty. And so everything around you, all their feelings rather around you, their feelings become complicated, guilt-ridden. They feel bad. They feel inadequate. They hear you asking them for something and they can't give it to you. Like I know when I could really tell that something was going on with him and I didn't know yet, like I didn't have the facts yet, but I knew something was wrong. And I I was like, are you okay? He's like, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I don't know why you're asking. Well, you seem so different. Are we okay? Like I remember asking that. Yeah, we're fine. I don't know why you're asking. And, And so he, I could tell there was something wrong but he just didn't know how to say it to me. And yeah, he was with someone else, but I really believe that his goal wasn't to leave me. His goal was to find his way back, but well, in the end, I wouldn't let him. Like I just, you know, this affair had been going on for for a year. It was his second affair. And I just, I just wasn't going to go through that again, that whole learning to trust again, that's not easy. And I didn't want to do it again. So it was my choice to end our marriage. I don't know if we would have worked it out if I'd chosen differently. It doesn't really matter. I don't ask myself that. I just knew that I was done. Back to what we're dealing with here. Has your ex stopped loving you? No, probably not. But they might have stopped loving you in the way they need to, to want to spend the rest of their life with you. That might be true. They might have stopped loving themselves so much so that they can't be around someone who does love them. And if that's what they're faced with, honestly, that feels probably pretty awful for them and pretty soul crushing. Like they aren't good enough for your love or, you know, like they're faking it. And whatever they're feeling, it feels horrible. So they're trying to feel better. And so, you know, in some cases they go buy something, which is a lot easier to deal with than when they go and have an affair. Most of us, at least by the time we reached our 40s, let's say, or 50s, we have some inner demons, some open wounds from childhood and other shit that we haven't dealt with, or at least not fully. And these things, as we talk about here, will keep showing up in our lives until we deal with them. It'll just keep showing up in some way or another. And eventually, if you don't deal with it, it'll show up as a physical illness. 
that's, you know, your body will finally go, I'm going to force you to pay attention to there's something not working properly in here. There is a block, there is a pain, there's a wound that you're not addressing. I've tried to show it to you. You've gone through through two divorces. You have a, a poor relationship with your children. You have struggled keeping a job. You're dealing with depression. You're dealing with anxiety, any of these things that we feel in our body, addiction, extra weight, um, unable to sleep for no other apparent reason. All of these things, it's your body screaming at you. There's something going on that you're not dealing with. So what they do is they avoid and then they go and find this other thing that feels really great, both mentally and in the body, which is a relationship with someone else, because we all know the beginning of a relationship feels pretty fabulous, right? So that's what they go and do. And then they convince themselves that, oh yeah, I clearly had stopped loving you. So now I love this person. So what can you do when you're faced with a declaration or rather the behavior from your ex to show they've stopped caring about you in a loving and romantic way? Like what can you do? Now this has happened. They've said those things. They are are letting you know they wanna leave. They're done, they're done here. What can you do about it? After me telling you all this, nothing. The only way you will ever win their love back, honestly, is to not try. And I don't mean playing hard to get, and I also do not mean sit around and wait. It would have to come from them. It would mean a ton of work that they have to do on themselves because they want to, because they want to make a change. But in truth, if they have chosen to leave, to satisfy this pain, to soothe their pain in some other way, they're not coming back because they don't know why. They have no understanding. All they did is they slapped a pretty new bandaid on it and went off with that and they didn't do any of the work. That's what it means. Sure, every now and then you hear about the couple who found their love for each other again, but honestly, in those cases, it was always there. Maybe they lost sight of it, but they both decided with equal gusto and importance to rekindle it. They both wanted it. They both did the work and they're both continuing to do the work because it's not easy to overcome something like a split together. But I will say to you that after serving over 8,000 women in my Facebook group and hundreds in my courses, coaching programs and retreats, I can honestly say that this is very rare for a couple to find their way back to each other for more than a few months until it ends for good anyway. And all you're doing then is compounding the pain. Like you're taking the pain from the first split and you're piling on top of it. The pain of the split happening again, plus the pain of like, why did I let that happen to me again? So now you're mad at yourself too, right? When a spouse or life partner tells you they have stopped loving you, believe them. Believe them because that's what they believe. Believe them because that is going to be your reality. Whether they still care for you and love you in some way, they do not love you the way you need them to, or they're unable to love you the way that you need and want them to. Start loving yourself hard. Self-love is really a complicated journey, and it is especially hard after divorce, and even more so when this person has left you for someone else. We can beat up on ourselves in a really big way. Um, and I know I did, and, you know, you immediately go to, what did I do wrong? What does this person have that I don't? You know, why wasn't I good enough? Like, we go to all these kinds of places. 
So you need to really turn inward and start showing yourself a ton of love. Now, this is something that I do inside my programs all the time. This is something I do in my coaching every time I speak with a client. I never let her crap on herself. I never let her turn away from herself, meaning give up on herself or allow herself to believe that she's somehow not worthy of something that she needs and wants in her life. But a big part of loving yourself, a really big part of that is knowing that you can give this love to yourself. This love that you feel you've lost or that you have lost is a love that you can actually give to yourself. And one of the reasons I believe we are so broken when someone walks away from us is because they were the proof that we were lovable. This person loving you showed the world that you were worthy of love, that there is one person in this world who loves you, so therefore you are worthy. But that's not what makes you worthy of love. That's a need. Now you're loving someone because of what they're giving you, because of something you're not giving yourself. Did you hear that? Do you need to go back and hear that again? (laughs) I can't stress this enough. When I mentioned that relationships and love tends to be transactional in the very beginning, it goes like this. We feel we need something, and so we want to meet someone who can give it to us, a romantic partner. I want to meet someone who will make me feel loved, who will make me feel special, who cares about me more than anyone else. That's ego-driven love, my darlings. That comes from a place of a wound, of abandonment, of rejection in the past. And now this person is going to fill up those places and heal those wounds for you. Meanwhile, they don't even know that that's the expectation. You're not even necessarily totally honest with yourself about it. And vice versa, by the way, this happens both ways. Thus the transaction. So now here you are. This person's walked out of your life. So now here is the opportunity to give this to yourself. When you give yourself love, you love yourself in every way that you need. When you honor yourself and your wounds and you're willing to take the time to heal and you're willing to do the internal work to heal the old wounds that you wanted them to fill and heal for you, when you do that work yourself, you will love yourself and you will never again be broken because somebody walks out of your life. You will always, we all do, have people who come into our lives and move out of our lives. Friends do it, coworkers. You know, we all have these relationships that come and go and come and go. And some of them, it's a lot harder to see walk away because they meant more to us. But ultimately, if we love someone unconditionally and this person needs to leave to feel happy, then if you love that person unconditionally, then you will let them go and you will be happy for them. You'll miss them, yes. You'll grieve the loss of them in your life, yes. But you will not be broken. You will not be wondering if you're lovable because you know you are. In fact, you know you're so full of love for yourself and for others that you can let go of someone knowing that that's what you need to do. And that in doing so, you're creating this new space for you to fill up for now, 
but for someone else to come in one day. So what's the good news here? If you haven't heard it already, the good news news is that you can heal your broken heart by loving yourself. And the really great part of that is that it lives inside you, that love. You just have to dig it up again. And of course, you can get help, like the love of others, you know, your friends, your family, your kids, your pets. And yes, even strangers in the support group. You know, when I started the separation club, I honestly completely underestimated if I even considered how helpful and how meaningful it would be for these strangers who were going to meet on my Facebook group, my in, inside the group, how meaningful it would be for them to get support from each other. I knew that they needed support from me and that they wanted guidance from me because I had been through it and I'd made it to the other side and I was happy. But I actually never, it never occurred to me. And it's been the most beautiful bonus that came out of starting the group and seeing it grow and seeing them connect with each other. And also when I then also created that, the membership, the rising free community, the membership, um, and as it grew, the friendships that have been created in there is, it's unbelievable to me. I get unbelievable. It's the wrong word. I mean, it's been, I can see why it's of value to them, but I just wasn't expecting it. It's been two and a half years since I started that membership and the original members are still there because of the friendships and because they love to see each other. And so my challenge has always been to, you know, they're no longer in the throes of divorce. Some of the women are that are coming in new, of course, but I need to continue to provide content and coaching and support that supports all of them. And what I've actually learned in that is that we all basically need the same things. You know, we all need to learn to love ourselves a little bit more. We all need to honor our our inner voice, our passion, who we are. We all need a little help to step forward into the light as our true selves, not as something that we think everybody expects of us. So that work relates to all of them. So I keep doing that work. And, and I know that to each woman on every call, the meaning of what I say holds differently. And that's okay. Um, they all hear what they need to hear. They all hear different things. And they all grow in different ways. And so that has been the most amazing experience to watch for me. But anyway, as I was saying, you know, we find love in so many places, in likely places and unlikely places. So if you're sitting here, if you're listening to this and you're feeling that there's no one for you, maybe you've moved away from family, you've moved away from friends, maybe you were in a situation where, um, where there was a lot of sort of control and manipulation. So you've, you just don't have a lot of friends right now, you know, start here with us. There's a community here that is ready to welcome you with open arms. I would love to help you with this. And so would all the ladies inside Rising Free. So um, I'll put that information down below. But um, anyway, I would love to, to invite you into this loving place where you can take your time and feel completely safe in this beautiful container, basically, of women who will hold you as you find that love for yourself. You know, that's the incredible thing that happens in there. It, they're so patient. There's never that feeling that, oh my God, I'm sick. You know, they're probably sick of hearing about my problems. Never. Either way, make sure you're getting love. 
yes, from your heart to yourself, but also from others. Once you've surrounded yourself with love, any kind of love, other than, you know, the one that you've lost, and once you sort of start to feel that you in fact have love in your life, because you, we all do, like there is somebody in this world who loves you. There is somebody in this world who loves you a lot, okay? I love you. I love you because I can feel your pain and I know you're hurting. And that might sound really strange coming from someone who doesn't know you, who you've never met. But I hold love in my heart for every woman who goes through the heartache that I went through. That's why I chose to do this. And I believe that it is through my love for you that I can help you allow yourself to feel that and to accept that. Maybe that feels easier to accept from a stranger than from anyone else right now. Or if you can't find love for yourself in your own heart right now, allow me to take that role just until you do. All right. So now that we're feeling all the loving feelings, and hopefully you are anyway, you know me, and I believe in going down you know, the responsibility path as well. So the only way that, you know, we can truly heal from these experiences, that we can truly come to an understanding that we can live with and move away from it then, because that's the thing. And, you know, that was the thing that I was trying to get across in in last week's episode on closure. We need to find the understanding within ourselves. We need to find the explanation or the thing that makes sense to us so that we can close the chapter within ourselves. And so at some point, when you're not quite as raw, it is important to take a look at your side of this story and really kind of take a short trip, because I don't believe in spending too much time in the past, but unless you want to, but take a little trip down memory lane and try to sort of define the different stages of love that you went through with your ex. You know, when did you fall in love and how long did that passion phase last and then what came and how long did that last and see if you can identify certain moments in your history together whether it was an event like someone you know in the family died or somebody lost a job or something where things changed and maybe it's not that your love for this person changed or that theirs necessarily changed towards you but something changed right something changed whether it was in them or yourself something that pulled you away from an easy, joyful place, if you will. There are so many different kinds of love. There's passionate love, exciting, you know, there's being in love, deep love, friendship love, comfortable love. You know, like I said, we talk about love for pets and things and memories. But there's also this marriage love, I'll call it, that comes from things like buying a house together and parenting together and vacationing together. So we love each other in many ways and for so many reasons. And all of that doesn't just fall away and end one day. They fall away one by one as we stop being that, whatever that is, with each other, for each other, or we stop doing things together, or we start to change, you know, people evolve, people grow, you know, the the cliche of, oh, we grew apart, I guess. Well, there's truth to that, because what might happen is two very young people fall in love and get married and start having a family. And then one of you, starts to take a more evolutionary self, you know, growth journey. And you start to 
to learn about different parts of yourself. You start to choose different things. Your values might become more clear. It's not that they necessarily change, but maybe you haven't really been living by them and now you want to. And now you're no longer the same person that you were when you fell in love. Well, this other person feels that. Now maybe they feel that they can't connect with you on that level or they feel um, that they aren't smart enough or good enough for you or any number of things. And now this, the division, the, the split starts to happen in the feelings. It's not this one couple easily walking through life, doing the same thing, caring about the same thing, loving each other for the same reasons. It's starting to change. We now have to learn to love this person for different reasons. Same person, different reasons. And that's not always possible. But most of all, we tend to stay in love with an ideal of what we want things to be like or how we want this person to be. And so as you're doing this little trip down memory lane, my question is, and I want you to ask yourself this question when you're sitting like with your journal in front of you, for example, when did the ideal stop? When did this person stop being exactly the person that I fell in love with? And what happened to my love for this person then? Did I start to become more impatient or more resentful or feel that my needs were no longer met? And how did that show up? It's important for us to be honest about our own feelings and to not just sit back and go, I don't understand how this person could just walk away from me, stop loving me like from one day to the next after 20, 25, 30 years together. I just don't understand it. This person is my soulmate, the love of my life and my best friend. I hear this a lot. But are they though? That is always my question when we get together in a coaching session. When was the last time this person truly was your best friend? Truly felt like your soulmate? Because your best friend doesn't just walk out the door one day to be with someone else. So let's be honest about when things started to change and how and how that affected you. And that the truth is that there might have been quite a period of time since the two of you were on the same path when it came to your relationship and love. And it's not that this necessarily makes you feel less sad but it might just help you understand that this did come gradually. You might not have seen it. You might not have wanted to see it because you weren't paying attention, because you were busy, busy with the kids, busy with family. Maybe you had a sick mother, you know, like again, working, like life gets in the way of us paying attention to these things. In the perfect world, honestly, in a, in a healthy, great, growing relationship, the other person comes to you and says, I'm feeling this and I need us to pay attention to the relationship before it goes so far that I can't find my way back to you. That's what would, that's ideally what would happen. Ideally, if you're the one who feels your love slipping, you go to your partner and say exactly those things and your partner says, wow, okay, thank you for telling me that. That hurts to hear that, but I want to work on it. I want us to grow together. Let's stop this before it gets too big. But I don't want to turn this into a relationship talk. So I'm going to wrap it up here. And I really just want to leave you with this message that regardless of why your ex has walked out the door or regardless of why they 
so-called stop loving you so that you're walking out the door. Know that you are worthy of love, that you haven't necessarily done one thing or said something that caused this love to end. It's never that simple. And I would even say, try not to spend too much time thinking about why and how. If you're going to do that, I really recommend you do that with someone like a professional, whether it's a therapist or a coach to help you through that thinking so you don't get stuck on beating up yourself, but rather really look at it from a different perspective so that you can understand why sufficiently to be able to say, okay, I can I can accept that that's why it happened. I don't like it, but I accept it. And I feel I can move forward now. This is one of the biggest things that I give my clients, honestly, is a different perspective. They say to me all the time, thank you for helping me look at it in a different way. That really helped. So that's really what I want to leave you with today. I would love for you to join me in some of these conversations that I have with my community um, inside the Rising Free membership. So again, those those uh, that information will be below. Um, for now, please turn to yourself. Take a look in the mirror. Just look at yourself and just say to yourself, I have love in my heart for me. I have love in my heart for me. Even if it feels difficult to say I love myself, just say that acknowledge and accept that yes there is love in your life in your heart for yourself and i am going to work on finding that i'm going to work on connecting with that and how can you do that you spend time doing things you love and being with people who love you and allow them to love you let them love you be grateful for their love for you do not question it at all Just receive it and know that you're worthy. You are worthy of love. You're as worthy of love as anyone in this whole world. I love you and I am so grateful for you spending this time with me today. I will talk to you again next week. Have the most beautiful day. Hang on, just one more thing. While we're on the subject of self-love and feeling worthy, I would like to invite you to Costa Rica take a journey inward with us explore your chakras the energy centers that guide your life and tell your story remember those energy or those that pain in your body i was talking about get in touch with that practice incredible self-care because there's nothing else calling you away from you when you're in costa rica with us we can meditate journal you can join our workshops and yoga sessions take surf lessons read nap and enjoy the company of your rising moon sisters connect with nature the jungle the ocean and join us for a beautiful full moon ritual on the beach can you imagine how gorgeous that will be with all of us together our energy shared the healing that can happen the release of what no longer serves you. And together, we will all co-create space for our dreams and to fill our lives and our hearts with everything that we deserve. I'll see you in Costa Rica. That information is below as well. See you soon.